something to man, that's most of a podcast probably yeah we'll probably get distracted by something in there <laughs> it's always the way throw throw a shout out to comic-con at home maybe rip i will throw a shout out right here at the top of episode 200 i'm i don't i can't even do it i can't do it for that long i can't do the voice you know, you like which the, voice are you going for? I was yeah, trying to get low voice. for the Barry Manilow. You talking Barry White? Oh dang, that's, that's pretty even, low. That's even lower. Um, hi guys, JJ. Hello, Michael. How you doing? I almost knocked my lightsaber off the desk have you, right here. Have you cooled off from Saturday? That's the real question. Never again will my body be that warm. <laughs> I I stand against heat in all of its forms. My goodness. Happy birthday to Matt, friend of the pod. If you own an air conditioning system, though, maybe you should use it, especially when you have 40 customers sweating to death in the upper rafters of your brewery. Yeah. Uh, might not might not hurt. Yeah, it was pretty hot. Uh, I will say there was no reason for them at the ground level to ever think of needing to turn on the air conditioning. No, never. Ventilation because yes. it was perfectly nice, nice, down, nice there. down there. They, I mean, they have those giant fans that I want for my outdoors. Uh, sitting there, cooling that room off. Um, so I can imagine, yeah. And then would, the outside was perfectly pleasant. Like, it was very nice. It was just that upstairs corner balcony room thing. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Um, and shout out the shout out the people at Lost Winds for being accommodating of all of us. Okay, yeah, sure. Yeah. But free ad. There you go. <laughs> Don't worry, Lost Winds. We'll collect from you next time. <laughs> mm-hmm. I expect one half of a free beer is probably about what that was worth <laughs> for for all of us to share. Yes, of course. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're not <Yeah>. greedy. <laughs> How you guys been since uh, one and a half days ago? <laughs> that was nice. You know, um, there's, I don't want to speak for people and their comfort level in the world. And obviously things are obviously changing every single day. If you read the news about, um, well, we could talk about a lot of news, but the news about the Olympics and how that's not going well with the COVID stuff. Um I think, though, that a major majority of the people there were vaccinated. It was nice to not feel super uncomfortable to be around everybody. That was nice. And plus, we were outside half the time. So, Yeah. 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 Oh, boy. Well, uh, speaking of the news, did you, JJ, I, I wanted to mention this to you real quick. Uh, see that... The Israeli NSO, some Israeli firm that's tied to the government but is also a private entity, has created a no-click hack on the iPhone. Hmm. They will just send you a text message and they're in your phone. Uh, Sounds like a problem. Sounds like a problem. (laughs) You're right. Uh, So apparently... This is the reason that I wanted to bring this up on the podcast, because I think it's a fantastic name, not a fantastic reason to have come up with it. Apple has implemented new safeguards into the iPhone backend, and they've called them Blast Door. I mean, at least they spent enough time to get the marketing department involved before pushing the fix out, you know? Yeah, really good of them to make sure to spend that extra time to get. Oh man, come on! You gotta admit, a blast furiously pounding on their keyboards to fix the problem. (laughs) Well, the marketing department needed something to do while the coders were working. It's not like they uh, they do the same job. No, certainly not. That's why I'm saying it was nice of the coders to throw a bone to the marketing department instead of just pushing the fix and like giving it to everyone. They were like, "Hey, marketing guys, we're working on this thing. You guys want to, you know." Do yeah. something over here while we're typing over here. Pretty like, great, you know, though, right? Of them to to involve. You know, I love that team. name. I really love it. Like the idea of your iPhone just all of a sudden slamming closed somehow. <laughs> <laughs> Does, did they say they actually now uh, prevent this fix or this? They this they have prov- successfully prevented it in testing. Although some people have said that uh, 
versions of this thing that is called the Pegasus uh, can still be made to work uh, as a click Here, hack. Not here is no, what I know no about governments and entities that expose hacks and backdoors and things. Well, we're like going to find out a lot if we keep talking about it because we'll they end up never, on a list. They never disclose or tell anyone about uh-huh. a hack or a backdoor. Uh huh. Unless they have many, many other ones. No kidding. Available. Hmm. Uh-huh. So, yep. I know uh, the NSA and the FBI have both said publicly that's how they operate. So if you ever hear them talking about, hey, we helped fix this thing, it 100% means they have more, a bunch of other more workarounds. More than one way to skin a cat. Already in hand. Yep. And I'm sure Israel and other countries don't act any different. Oh, man. So... Yeah, it's uh, fascinating. It was not a huge... Yeah, fixed stuff. It was not a huge number of phones that came out in this article that had been implemented. There were there were something like 60 phones that they could actually track the malware through. And uh, <laughs> I liked this subtle dig in the article. It was like, we can't tell if they've been used on Android phones because their internal uh, logging in an Android phone is not good enough. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> It's like, dang. Oh, okay. Also, like, why would you develop a hack that's intended for iPhones and then hope that it randomly works on Android phones too? Yeah, I don't don't think they run the same operating system. I don't think that's very likely to happen. (laughs) Uh, uh, yeah, I guess variations or whatever. You know, I guess who knows. Yeah. Anyway, uh, anyway, I I do find it uh, a little funny though. Speaking of Israel, since we're talking about the news. Uh, Israel and Ben and Jerry's are fighting now. Y'all hear about this? And Unilever and a whole bunch of other people. It's not a small... I don't particularly want to weigh into international politics. Uh, Look, you know, say whatever you want. I just think it's funny that the prime minister and defense minister of Israel are tweeting about how Ben and Jerry's, an ice cream company, are now somehow against their country. I think... They sell ice cream, my man. It's not like... I think many people have a lot to say about the matter, but it is funny that the leaders of a nation care at all. Yeah, right. It's like it's just an ice cream company. You don't need to, like, bring out your prime minister to tweet at the ice cream company. (laughs) I feel like there's, you know, other ways to conduct business. Yeah, Uh, I guess the parent company of Ben and Jerry's also sent out a message that was like, hmm, that's weird. Aren't you the parent company? I don't know. Yeah, conglomerates. Okay, anyway, uh, speaking of food and news, Michael. Senor. Uh, wing, there's wing news? Yeah, so you guys might have heard about this, but apparently there is a uh, there is a wing shortage going on in the nation. Not in my freezer. What? Do you still have leftovers from our uh, wing challenge? I have had two full meals where we have invited more people over to eat wings, and I still have more wings. Uh, might have I'm not, I'm not sad about it, to be honest. I mean, it's nice to be like, I want wings tonight, and uh, I don't have to convince anyone to go out to eat. I can just make them. I love that feeling. Good place to like, be. Dude, you know what's good? Chicken wings. We should have those. Yeah. Oh, oh look. Do it. They're right here. Just do it. Mm-hmm. So, and wait, they, Michael, yeah. is this like a critical supply shortage of chickens, or is this just like... They so were making other I, stuff. Instead. I haven't I haven't looked into exactly what the causes of it are, but I know that it is affecting several retailers. So you might mm-hmm. have seen commercials from Wingstop lately that has changed their name, changed quote unquote to Thigh Stop. I did <laughs> I did see that. And I they, they created a whole website, thighstop.com. Really? I no way. Yep. Yeah, so they uh, a couple of places are are pivoting to cover the the shortfall. So we went to order dinner the other night from BJ's, and I was in the mood for some wings, and I tried to order them on the online site, and it said these are not available at your location, uh, but they did have uh, buffalo thighs instead. Whoa, crazy! Yeah, buffalo thighs, like a straight up thigh meat buffalo wing. That's yeah. insane. I don't. Okay, so explain this to me because I'm sure one of you two has read why this is happening. Um, a, a chicken's a chicken. Uh, 
there are as many wings as there are thighs and breasts on a chicken, how is there not a shortage of just chicken in general if there's a chicken wing shortage? I That's, have a feeling that it's it's demand. Just of the demand the for is the higher. demand for the other cuts are is not as high as wings. And so while there might be, you know, while there might be a shortage of chickens, there's still enough to cover what people normally buy of the other cuts. Huh. That would make sense because otherwise why would you you know, it is easier to eat like a lot of chicken wings. And if you count, you know, the number of wings you've eaten into chickens, it's a lot more chickens that way than like chicken breasts, right? You have to eat a oh, lot sure. of chicken breasts to sure. eat the yeah. sure. whole chicken. By volume, you would eat. I mean, I can sometimes stretch a chicken breast per person over multiple nights, right? Like, like it depends one, how big yeah. the chicken breast if you're put, is. Right? If, if you're you cutting it up into something, you only need one to two, depending on how many people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So totally. Like stir fry is like one chicken breast. But uh, I crushed like 15 wings when we were having our wing thing. So exactly. Right. So that's like seven you, chickens, right? And if you think about places that do buffalo wings, uh-huh. think uh-huh. of how many wings they they must go through in a night compared to the other cuts. Okay, so I have a question. And all that, all that is maybe meat. is maybe the answer that uh, boneless. The yeah, answer is boneless. Because boneless and like chicken strips, I bet, are not on the shortage, right? Because boneless is just chunks of like thigh Could meat or breast meat. Whatever. Breast meat usually. Yeah. yeah. And chicken strips are just breast meat. So, you know. I think I, I would have rather, those. I personally would rather have a boneless buffalo wing than I would rather have a buffalo thigh. No, I think I would still rather have the thigh, personally. I hmm. think I would want to try a buffalo thigh one time, at least, before <laughs> I pass judgment here. Because I've never had one. Thighstop.com. So I, I mean, I guess, but I wasn't, you know, I'm not okay, running thigh, out. Uh, Stop needs to give us half of a thigh for their free advertising here. <laughs> yeah, please, come on. Again, we could share it. Okay, all right. So you got shorted, but you tried a thigh. And you said yeah. it was good. Yeah. Yeah, they were All pretty right. good. All right. Nice. Uh, let's k- stick with shortages for a minute. There's a car shortage, guys. Yeah, there is. Is this uh, tied to the chips? This is continuing to be tied to the chips. I heard on NPR it could last midway 2022. So that's interesting because the I read an article from... They're talking about semiconductor shortages, which is what this is related to. And TSMC, the one of the creators, one of the foundries that creates all these chips, said they the, thought... The, not one, like the main one. They're the biggest, certainly. Uh, said they thought the shortage in those chips would pretty much be remedied by the middle of this year. The shortage in their production line. The shortage, yeah, you know, the, car, they, the cars are not being everything, produced now. Right. I guess the issue is that the cars then have to follow by six months, right? Because it takes them time to yeah. assemble and get to dealers and all that. Dominoes, stuff. man. Yeah. And that's that's only if they're first in line for the stuff that's coming off yeah. the line, right? If they didn't cancel their orders last year. I mean, well, anyone that did is up a creek and has been the entire time. The It was... What foolish, in my opinion, for anyone to get out of line for a high tech product that takes a long time with a long lead. I yes, have, COVID is bad, but I have much to say about the foolishness of some companies last year. Under, <laughs> That's under, not a place in this podcast. Yeah, like you know, just, the chip shortage, uh, such as it was, was something that was probably coming whether COVID had happened or not, but was exacerbated by the way businesses chose to react to COVID in panicky and potentially like not very smart ways. What's amazing to me is that there's been enough of a warning sign on this sort of stuff for so long and no one cared. Like, do you remember in like 2018 when the horrible floods happened in Thailand and like you couldn't get Ram? Yeah. Yeah, The, Mm -hmm. the one of the plants basically that produces like 50% of the world's memory or whatever at that time uh, flooded, flooded. basically yeah. was un- unusable. And so prices on Rams skyrocketed for a while and then came back down. 
Yeah. And it was like the warning sign of like, hey, um, just make sure like you you're over ordering or pre preparing for anything, you know? Yeah, I, know. I mean I, I know you don't want to in tech, right? Because like in tech yeah. the technology changes and you don't want to be stuck with well, and stuff. similarly the business case for like holding a bunch of parts for no reason is bad, right? You're just sitting on money. But you just in time supply stuff only works if supply continues to flow, and obviously it does not. I think also the like some of the issue that was always going to happen with this stuff is these car manufacturers are using older chips, right? A lot of these cars aren't running the like latest and most powerful graphics technology or whatever to run the seven inch touchscreen in your car. And those chips are just inherently less profitable. And therefore the first thing that chip manufacturers are going to stop producing. And also, like as technology moves on, they're just going to stop making those because they're older, right? Eventually, the technology used to stop making the old stuff. And, right. you know, so some of that is like, hey, we're still on this old stuff. I want to make, you know, 500 more F 150s with the old navigation system before we, you know, 500,000 probably, uh, <laughs> more like an actual one, number. One, but, <laughs> one, what is it? One, a, one an hour, one a minute, something like that. It's a lot, yeah. It, the Anyway, but like we don't want to upgrade the navigation system this year. We want to do it in two years. So we're going to stick on this chip for another two years. Oh, dang, they're ending support for this chip this year. Uh, what do we do? Yeah. Right? That stuff is always going to happen. And just people's hands are now being forced by the fact that, you know, pandemic screwed up a bunch of stuff. And now here we are, right? Yep. Here well, we uh customers are also paying the price uh but sellers even of used cars are benefiting aren't they jj prices on used cars are insane right now andrew i don't know if you guys know this i saw a car on an auction website a truck i guess to be clear it's a toyota tacoma, tacoma. yeah tacoma uh trd you showed me yeah, yeah. sold for uh, with 34,000 miles, sold for like $1,000 less than SM- MSRP. That person drove a car for 34,000 miles and sold it for $1,000 less than a brand new one. Wild. Yeah. And uh, November, November of last year, Michael, I was telling him this story when I heard about this, when he showed me this truck. November of last year, when we were shopping for a car... Before the insanity, we knew the insanity was maybe coming. We had to buy our car sight unseen. Basically, we didn't pay for it or anything, but we had to. We had to tell them we were taking it. Right, we had twenty four hours to take delivery as it came off the boat. You know what I mean? Yep. Uh, I didn't pay a markup or anything like that. But like that was the hot to me. That was the hottest of the that I was willing to get into a market is like when I'm willing to say like I'll take that car as is sight unseen without, you know what I mean? Like that's, that's as far as I'm willing to go personally. Some of the cars then already had like $5,000 markups for certain uh, SUVs, but Mm -hmm. certain, certain brands of pickup trucks hadn't, hadn't certain models of pickup trucks, I should say brand, none didn't matter, had not come into high demand yet. The, uh, the heavy duty pickups were already having trouble, but lighter duty, like F-150 size, I could still find people giving out incentives to buy those trucks. Right. Yeah. Incentives. Like, yeah, it's like, Oh, November of last year bonus or whatever, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Every single truck, every truck in America has a, uh, scarcity markup on it. New ones. And, And I mean, these days the used ones are feeling the effect of that as well, but yeah, it's insane. It's insane. I've never seen a used car market so crazy. And we're on, I, I think the prices on used cars were even more crazy like a month or two ago mm-hmm. than now. So it's starting to cool down a little, but prices are still way, way up from what they used to be. So what was uh, it like to sell your car? <laughs> yeah. So I, we talked about buying a new car. Uh, I bought a new car a while ago on this podcast, but I That's hadn't beautiful. gotten rid. I hadn't gotten. Thank you. Uh, I hadn't gotten rid of the old one yet, and I had been I had been working with a uh, auction website on the internet. Uh, I will 
I will give them a plug after the transaction completes. <laughs> uh, not that I don't think it will, just that I am, uh, you know, no, let's 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 make sure the service works before we before we don't, plug them. Don't scuff it. That's yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't. We'll, is get that to, a, we'll get to that okay. later. Got it. Uh, yeah. So it was uh, an interesting time. Uh, this website was uh, a lot. I mean, I guess it makes sense uh, in retrospect, but I just didn't realize how exacting they would be about the kinds of photos that I would need to take and post of the car. Okay. Uh, which mm-hmm. again, I mean, it does make, I mean, they offer like, Hey, we will find a professional photographer in your area to take these photos. You know, if you give us whatever, some fee and you know, you'll get two hours or whatever with the professional photographer and they'll take every picture we ask for and you'll be good to go. Right. Sure. But, uh, I didn't want to do that. So I decided to do this stuff myself. Um, but obviously I did it completely wrong the first time and they're just like, LOL, no, get out of here. Go do this again. None of these are acceptable. Uh, that's not true. They said they would put them up like as uh, the extra pictures like later in the gallery or whatever. But they needed good ones for the for the front page of the auction and stuff, you know. Sure. So uh, I had to go take pictures several times in order to get that to work. I did eventually come out with some nice ones. They've had a handy PDF photo guide of like, Here's how and the kinds of angle. Here's how to take good pictures with your phone, and the kinds of angles and stuff you should try to capture. Sure, um, I think I did all right eventually. Um, but yeah, I did. Uh, I auctioned the car off on a website. That was pretty interesting. Um, I opted to go for no reserve, uh, which is you know like it, like eBay, right? You can set a reserve price for your item, uh, car in this instance. Where essentially you say like, okay, if it doesn't cross this threshold, right, it won't sell. Right. Uh, the the website and all the research I did basically said, yeah, like if you you know, if you feel you need to put one, do it, right. But if you are planning to sell the car really anyway, a no reserve auction generates more interest, and you are more likely to get the most money for the car by doing that. There, this website claims they have statistics to back that up, but of course they're not showing me their data, right? Obviously, <laughs> sure. Um, but anyway, I was very pleased with the result, so I can't complain too much. Uh, you know, I'm not gonna. I, you can you can go find the auction online if you follow me on social media. It's not that hard. The page is still up. Um, but over fourteen thousand dollars feels pretty good for a ten plus year old car with one hundred and ten thousand miles. It's a collectible, collectible, right? Like they don't make them anymore, and people that Correct. love BMWs love that car. So, yeah. I think it is the a lot of for a lot of people this was like the last good small BMW. Yeah. Right. Yeah, the, and it sounded it sounded like a lot of people really liked your particular color as well. Well, and I, um, I agree with them. It is the best color. That's why I bought it. <laughs> <laughs> uh. uh you know, white doesn't look great on a BMW. I'll mention. I agree specifically uh, with that. And there are other colors that these cars came in over the years, right? Like my model year, I think blue was the best color. Uh, but there are other colors that they came in that are also good. I think one of the I, reasons people love that car is uh, it's it's almost Mazda Miata-like in its trackability as well for people yeah. that are into that. It is certainly easy to modify and produce a lot more horsepower if you want to, right? Um, even if you don't do significant work to the car, like you can do a tune or whatever and get 400 horsepower easy instead of the 300 it comes with. But I never did any of that stuff, which when you're selling a car turns out to be a benefit because people don't want to buy someone else's modified car, right? Right. Yeah, exactly. Um so, you know, uh, I also am the original owner. I bought the car from new. I drove all those 110,000 miles, which is maybe a benefit or maybe not, depending on how you feel. But if nothing else, um, certainly the, the buyer liked it. And uh, in theory, is coming down from Washington to meet me uh, and buy the car. So he's, he says he's booked a plane ticket and we have a day and a time. So nice. We will awesome. see how it goes. I'll report back in a couple weeks. We're still kind of in the technology part of this podcast, and I want to talk about some new technology. Who's got the best rundown on the Steam Deck? 
I got to say it really slow. Steam Deck, not Stream Deck, which is a different thing. Or By the Steam way, a new Link. version of it. Apparently, the Stream Deck, which is yeah. a thing, released yeah, a have, new version of a Stream Deck on yeah. the same day the Steam Deck. No way, really? I believe that that's true. They no released way. some new product. That's, yeah. that's too good. I have a Stream Deck. I have a Stream Deck uh, HD60 is what I have uh, for the eventual day when I finally get everything hooked up correctly and we can record us playing Nintendo 64 or something here. So, all right, what is this thing? It is a... Hold on. Steam Deck. The thing that we're talking about is a Steam Deck, as in Valve Steam Steam Deck. Yes, uh, you can go to steamdeck.com. That's a website for this device specifically. It has an overview of all kinds of stuff about it. What is it? It is a really big Switch-looking thing without Nintendo detachable Switch, control. He means not right, a Switch Nintendo like Switch. a Switch. Uh, no detachable controllers, 7-inch touchscreen, thumbstick, D-pad, uh, A, B, X, Y buttons, L2, R2 on the top. Uh, and L or L four and five and R four and five on the back grips, and don't forget the track pads. Mm-hmm. And track pads underneath the thumbsticks. A controversial decision, apparently, uh, among the internet. How so? People are like, aren't these things weren't these terrible on that Steam controller? Why do people? Why are these here? They make the thumbsticks all weird and high up at the top, and the buttons, mm-hmm. which are also like very high up at the top of the device if you look at the like layout of this device if you're using the d-pad and the buttons your hands your thumbs need to be at the very top of the device like almost next to the area where the uh, l and r upper buttons are Hmm. it's very strange i really want to try holding one because i i don't know if this is good or not it I looks. Wish. I mean, it, it looks to me like you'd wind up just sort of feeling like you were pinching the top corners of it. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. I don't know. I would rather. I would rather not. Man, this is like impossible to do because neither one of you probably has a switch nearby. But like, I mean, I have one pretty close. If you hold your switch, right, and you're and you. Are holding it more like a controller. Like I have a, I have I a grip. switch. Okay. Try to put your thumbs on the thumbstick, and then go to the buttons without moving your hands. What do you do with your thumbs? But they have to like arch. Yeah, so they're like they're like arched, and because that controller is so small, they're arched, and for me, a very painful pinching almost to get to the lower buttons. So let me tell you, this steam deck is way bigger than a switch. I understand. Way, and way bigger, but also that puts the things at the top. Instead of me moving my thumbs down, it just looks like you're moving them to the left and to the right. So yeah, they will be in, uh, so they're very near to the edges, right? Uh, Of the steam deck. But the grips and the, like, holding, uh, the device is thicker overall. Yeah. And it looks like it has grips. And it has grips, grips on the back, yeah. right? So your hands aren't going to be pinching the top. So it's not likely that they will be pinching the top. But it does seem like you would need to get your hands pretty close to the edge of the thing, which I mm-hmm. think is kind of weird because now your thumbs are, like, almost up alongside your index finger. Or at least how I imagine it. This is why I want to try I keep it, saying I don't know. <laughs> I keep saying in my head, I'm sure someone tested this, but we've seen so many control like somebody tested the switch, right? <laughs> and no one and no one said this is really uncomfortable. Yeah. Or they or all the people that tested it were like, This is fine, and then they brought it overseas and we're like, Oh no, people's hands are bigger in other countries. What were you saying, Michael? I was going to say, though, Andy, your your comment about them sort of being in a horizontal line between the the buttons and the sticks goes out the window if they want people to use the trackpad instead. Now you're back to the same problem because the trackpad is right in the middle. So Mm -hmm. if you're holding it so that the trackpad is comfortable for your thumbs, now you have that same have to torque your your fingers up to hit the buttons problem again. I don't have much confidence in that trackpad. 
So I know why they put. But this you're back you're right, there, Michael. Right? I I get it. I get what you're saying. I. Th- there, the trackpad is really the only thing you can do if they want to allow you to play a game that should be controlled by a mouse, right? And there are a lot of games on Steam that expect you to have a mouse. However, I think I agree with you guys. Why are there two? What if there was only one and the buttons were in the second, the place of the second one? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so in terms of like the power on these things, uh, 16 gigabytes of DDR5 RAM. Uh, there are three models with different versions of storage. Uh, the cheapest one is 64 gigabytes of eMMC built-in memory. The t- more expensive model is, uh, the middle model, I'll say, is a 256 gigabyte NVMe SSD, while the top-end model is a 512 gigabyte NVMe SSD. I would and- like to... I would like to point out that right now on the internet, if you could find an SSD at 512 for like 150, you'd be doing pretty good. Yeah. So like the price of this thing, so the prices are 399, 529 and 650. Correct. That's not an insane amount of money to ask for considering the component cost for a handheld gaming PC. And uh, we didn't talk about it, but the CPU is like a four core, eight thread, 2.4 to 3.5 gigahertz Uh, Zen 2, which is basically like a mm, slightly newer version of like a PlayStation 4 kind of level CPU. What's the, is that also doing the graphics? Oh, okay. Got it. uh, The GPU is eight RDNA compute units with like some speed stuff here it's this is roughly equivalently powerful to like a again roughly very roughly equivalent (laughs) to a playstation 4 type uh thing yeah we'll see how roughly equivalent it is when it has to run off of battery power for seven hours or whatever they want it to do yeah obviously i don't know what the uh the battery life is like i don't think they've said uh, at all the screen is 1280 by 800 which is a 16 by 10 aspect ratio uh hilarious. i love that it i love that people <laughs> called it i love that people called it uh the upgraded switch and it's like wait a minute <laughs> the screen resolution is almost exactly the same yeah it, it's only a little higher than the switch right switch is 720p yeah because um, it's 16 by 9 it's way bigger though right there's a seven inch screen uh, but the, the new the OLED screen on this on the new switch is uh seven inch. Okay. Does it do sixty hertz? I don't know if it does or not. I, I guess don't the, think so. The switch probably can, just none of the games can run at sixty hertz. Yeah, right. especially especially handheld, yeah. Yeah. Uh it's got USB C headphone jack. Supposedly there'll be a dock and you can computerize this thing. Yeah, so that's yes. the other thing, right? There is a dock, you can plug it in. Uh, and yeah, USB-C with display port 1.4 mode. You can do up to 8K 60, 4K 120. Never, uh, never going to happen. Which, yeah, I mean, you're running a text editor at that point. Yeah. <laughs> um, but interesting. Uh, and it comes out of the box running SteamOS 3.0, which is Linux. And Valve say they will have done work to make every game in your Steam library work on this Linux device. Without Challenge accepted? From the developers. <sighs> Did anybody else have a Steam link? I never ended up getting one. I no. got one for a while and then eventually just decided I don't need to do this. I bought one when they were on sale for I like mean, $8. I was going to say, they got eventually got down to extremely cheap, so... It was worth the $8 I paid for it and not a penny more. Yeah, it does 1080p, right? And that's like kind of it. And uh, that controller, not well regarded, I think. There are some people who definitely love them, but yeah, I think generally not well regarded. How confident are we in this thing being successful? I see a lot of people on the internet thirsting for this. Thirsting? Yes. It's great. I think the timing is really good for them, given that there were a lot of people who wanted 
a much more powerful Switch. And the announcement that Nintendo actually made left them wanting. And then into the vacuum of that, here's Steam. Hey, here's the device you guys really wanted the Switch to be. And it plays all the games you have on Steam. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think it's a it was a pretty masterful stroke, really, uh, of saying, hey, by the way, here's this thing. Uh, it's that really more powerful. Because it, it, the form factor, when you just see it, sure does look like a Switch. <laughs> uh, like, almost shockingly so. Uh, you know, with, except with the big handle grips on the side. Um, if you if you're looking at it straight from the front, and in fact, I feel like they're throwing a bit of shade at Nintendo here. They have under their like hardware page. There's a whole button. Uh, there's a whole like page for thumbsticks <laughs> where they just show it moving, built in. You know, here's how the thumbstick works. It's just like a nice picture of a rotating thumbstick, just sort of being like, oh yeah, these are like very precise capacitive touch sensors, high quality thumbsticks. You know, like, know what they probably don't do out here telling you, yeah, probably don't drift, right? That's what they're like basically saying with this picture. And the, uh, the rear grip, they call them grip buttons, but these are the rear, rear touch triggers buttons that, that Andrew has been extremely fond of triggers. Everyone should have triggers, even if they're not, even if they're not remappable, even if they're set to something, you know, well, these put will, triggers man. be remappable, right? I mean, yes, they Steam, are. Yeah. Can, Steam controller stuff is yes. actually really good. And in fact, if the game supports the Steam controller stuff, you can remap literally every single button to anything else in Steam software, and the game will just, it'll just be, it'll just work. Um, yeah. Which is very impressive. But my opinion is that every controller going forward should be trigger trigger enabled. So again, you want to make sure you're using the correct term. The trigger is the L2, R2 buttons. These are buttons on the like paddles. Rear paddles. Course. Yeah. How about that? Paddles. Sure. These are yeah. paddle like, I guess. They're in some kind of like they flow along the back surface Previous- as well as the grip. Previous to this, the other controllers use, I think, that term, paddles. So, yeah, 399 529 and $649. Uh, the stuff that I saw seemed to say that the, obviously, the most expensive one and middle one were way more popular. Well, I think if you're going to drop, you might as well go for something with NVMe. It is expandable, so I would understand somebody buying 256. And they but do given- have... Uh, all of the versions do have a card slot for SD cards. So if you want to have more storage in there, you can. Given my experience with Call of Duty now, uh, I may I, I, I may never get something as small as 250 or 512 ever again on my computer. I mean, I saw this and the 64 gigabyte being the smallest one. I'm like, and they have pictures on this of like it running Jedi Fallen Order, right? They're like, yeah. this is the full version yeah. of Jedi Fallen Order. That's a nice blah, comp blah, blah. with a one picture of Jedi Fallen Order on the front of I was like, uh, so that 64 gigs is just Jedi Fallen Order then. That's the whole that's the yeah. whole space. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, yeah, I guess I kind of want one. I don't know. I don't, I don't I want to pay this much for this. Yeah. I, not sight unseen and untouched. Like the Switch, you looked at the price of it and you're like, you know, it's a Nintendo thing. And if it doesn't pan out, Someone will buy it off me, and that's not an exorbitant amount of money to try something. And then you get right. one in your hands, and you're like, oh, yeah, this is pretty good. I'm keeping this. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how that pans out with one of these things, especially if you don't get one early. So, and, I mean, the you know, the thing here is that this is just a PC, right? You can go back to the desktop and install Windows on this thing if you want. They say that that's possible. So, it is not a console in that way. It is just a weird handheld PC. Um, which, okay. But into that. Uh, certainly, I think this, if I really wanted to play, let's say, a bunch of JRPGs or turn-based games and stuff like that, and it ran well on this thing, like, this would be a perfect console for that stuff, right? I'm not even that much concerned about the the form factor as much as the will it run well question. Yeah. 
And, and I think the thing is, like, like, will it run well? Is the answer is like, yeah, on like medium or low settings, maybe. Sure. Yeah, it's and, only an eight hundred. It's only an eight hundred resolution screen, so kind right. of right. So you get you a know. bunch of bonus out of that, right? So if you're yeah. only having to render, you know, eight or twelve eighty by eight hundred, or you letterbox it to seven twenty, right? If they because it's sixteen by ten, that's that's weird. That's weird because it's the sixteen by ten means that if the games don't support uh, arbitrary like resolution scaling or whatever, you're going to get letterboxing a lot, which is kind of um, not great. Uh. But assuming it, it does, and you know, yeah, you can turn, you know, 800p is a lot easier to run stuff at than 1080. That's you know, 200 less p's. Uh, so yeah, I I think it's a good. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, we'll see. I guess you know, no one has any of these yet. Um, there's you know, videos out there on like IGN and those kinds of websites of people playing with them. But of course, it works good in the scenario with the Valve employee sitting there, right? Yeah, in the test in the test box, not even in the case at that point, probably. Uh, I mean, they had real ones. It looked they looked real, right? They looked oh, like, yeah. like this thing. Yeah, but yeah, I'm uh, you know I I want real people to get them and see how it goes. Teardowns. That's what we need. <laughs> Do we want to talk about their uh, reservation system? Do you guys care about that? Yeah, we. I'm. I read a little bit about it. Did did it. Or maybe no, does it just not move the needle? I mean, what, what it's... Is, so you put down... I think what I saw was you put down five bucks. Yeah. That is fully refundable for 30 days. And then after 30 days is fully refundable as Steam Store credit. So in, order, that to, so in order to buy one, you had to place a $5 purchase, which then would be applied to the cost of the thing in order to get in line to get one. Okay. It's like a, yeah. I mean, I've seen stuff like that before. It's not new. This is their, like, this is how we are going to attempt to deter scalpers thing. Uh, yeah. You can only buy one per steam account, which is you would go, Oh, well you just make a hundred steam accounts. Okay. But then the reservations were like steam accounts older than a certain age or who have verified purchases and, you know, there's some classifications or whatever. You couldn't just like create a new Steam account and sign up and get in line and pay the four bucks, right? Wow. Yeah. So uh, they did at least attempt to limit the scalpability of these things. Yeah. Uh, are people already I, trying to scalp them? Oh, you know they are, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the the website right now, if I go here to click reserve, says the expected order availability for one is Q2 2022 now. Yeah. So. They're supply limited here as well. I am supl- I am surprised to see people trying to scalp these on eBay. eBay went through a huge thing that said, if you don't have it in hand, if it's a pre-order, you are not allowed to sell it. I imagine that anyone could just go mass report all of these and get them taken down, right? Yeah, probably. But then eBay would then have to just constantly be doing that because people are just constantly putting them back up. I mean, you certainly wouldn't find me wanting to buy one that way. Never buy from scalpers. Yeah. I mean, we've talked about that on uh carbon scoring a lot because it's, uh, it's really, you know, it's like taking over the star Wars space of people just buying everything and then trying to scalp it. It's taken over every space for everything. I mean, but yeah, I mean, video cards, especially video cards, uh, it, it, everything in any hobby that has a sizable enough group of people with money. It has this has happened to you want to know we, something else that tried to get scalped. We all just happen to be in those hobbies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, people are trying to scalp this thing I'm staring at on my desk right now. A uh, Zelda and Loftwing Amiibo. Well, didn't they all get delayed? So, like, that makes some sense, right? How do you have I, one? I pre-ordered that and the Skyward Sword together and not the Joy-Cons and uh, did not receive them until two days late from Amazon. And then a pre-order from GameStop just showed up without me even knowing that it was still a valid order because they never told me anything about it. Okay, <laughs> then. Okay. Yeah. I tried to pre-order them in both places, 
And uh, because scalpers are scalpers, you know, the orders were like, it's live, it's sold out, it's live, it's sold out. So anytime I saw one, I tried to go get it. And uh, yeah, apparently the GameStop one went through, and then all of a sudden I was charged and it was on the way. Well then. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, it's cool. It's J- Michael probably cares more than JJ since Michael has some Amiibos. Michael, this is the best looking Amiibo they've ever made. Yeah, the pictures there are, are I've seen. They they sculpted the feathers with ridging on each feather. Ooh, that's a sign of a good model, generally. Oh yeah, it's a really good pour. The feet that... have the uh, chicken skin on the feet. It's like her hair has lines in it. It's amazing. I like it, and the paint is perfect. There's not a single bit of slop. I'm not. I'm not trying to convince people to get amiibos. You shouldn't buy scalped amiibos either, by the way, because they will eventually reprint them if you need them. Also, I mean, the real sad part is that it's attached to Skyward Sword, which is a bad game. Oh, people! I've are heard some pretty well. positive things about the HD version, though, and the way the way it plays. The new control scheme seems popular. I mean, versus motion controls, it's like. Is that a hand? That's not a fair fight, right? <laughs> like, oh no, I don't have to waggle my Wii remote around. I can actually <laughs> just press the button to do the things I want. Yeah, but I think there was still a lot of question about how they were going to translate uh, a combat system that worked on motion controls into a controller format that doesn't necessarily support that. They didn't Which, even. By the way, need... It does still support motion control. Oh, yeah, sure, I was just about to say, they yeah, didn't but, even but have they to. They didn't have to because the thing is on a system with motion control. So sure, yeah. Unless you're them. playing with the the Switch Lite, right? Does the Switch Lite have motion controls? Good point. No, Good point. Not. No, it yeah. does not. So yeah, they had to make provision for people to be able to play it without access to motion control. Yeah. So wow. I, I think that people are generally happy with the control scheme. I think the thing that people are unhappy with is that the game is not as good. It's just a Zelda Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword is just not a good Zelda game. That's the problem. Can't fix that, right? I have not able to review it yet because I never played it. That's yeah, I, I never I never actually got very far into it because I got so fed up with the controls. I think uh, it's the only fair, one I never played. I also have never played it uh, because I read a bunch of reviews at the time and they were like, man, I hate this game. <laughs> <laughs> It's like apparently very long. Uh, they make you repeat dungeons a bunch of times, and everyone complained about the motion controls. But uh, hmm. they removed one of those three problems. That still they've, leaves two glaringly big made, problems. They made efforts to streamline the game too. Yeah. So I, anyway, I'm not interested. I don't think, but I think it is cool at least that they did the work. Certainly better than stranding this console on the Wii forever where no one was ever going to play it again. Yeah. Uh, you guys want to talk about controllers since we're talking about controls? <laughs> one day we will have a podcast where we don't talk about controllers, but not today. What are we talking about, Andrew? Today. Uh, guys? Yes? The Xbox Elite 2 controller. You know when, like, you got, and anybody that's listening, transpose this to whatever gender you you want. But, like, you know when you had your first girlfriend and you were like, this is really cool, but you got really embarrassed about it anytime anybody asked, you know? That was, like, I think how I felt about the scuff. The Elite 2 is maybe, like, I've met a woman and we're getting married. The long search is over. Found the one. My God. What a controller. It's amazing. I, I I don't know how to describe every inch of it feels like they took. Now, to be fair to the scuff that I'm using, it's four years old and the Elite 2 is not even a year old, I don't think. Uh... They took every inch of that. It's it's new. It's very, it's relatively new. Yeah. They took every inch of that thing and they, they thought it over and they said, well, what, how can we do that better than that? 
how can we do that better than that? How can we, and every single thing, right? So like, if you look at the paddle layout of, of us, any scuff, actually, the middle buttons, there's four buttons and they put them in a line. And so like two, only two of them are usable for me, the way I hold the controller. So I only ever use two. Well, these, I can use all four. They're lined up in such a way that your fingers are literally on top of them the way that you normally hold a controller. So there's no like weird movement of your fingers to get to the the paddles. I don't know why that ended up the way that it did on a scuff. Somebody that owns a scuff can tell me why and I'll forgive them. But like, wow, the trigger stops are way more effective and the, the triggers feel like the tension is so much better. You can auto adjust the attention on the, um, the thumbsticks. I have it on the loosest and it's still way too, like not way too tight, but like much tighter than you would expect in terms of tension. So something I read about thumbsticks, uh, generally the tighter ones are less prone to drifting. Okay. And that all, so I was reading about joystick drift because I saw that steam deck taunt essentially. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then continued reading about it in general. And like the, the more premium expensive thumbsticks are, are more, are more resistive so they get yes. a, a tighter feeling, mm-hmm. and th- because of that resistance, they are less prone to losing their tracking and, and centering and stuff, and causing which causes drift eventually. And like they say, all controller, all thumbsticks over time will eventually start drifting if you use them a lot. But you know, it's a question of like how long it takes. Does it take you know a hundred hours, a thousand hours, ten thousand hours? A million hours, you know, depending on you know the kinds of stuff that you're doing, right? It's like, yes, eventually it will, but you will have died and your hands will have fallen off before it matters. <laughs> you can bequeath this controller to your children's children's children. Right. It certainly has that weight to it. It's a very heavy controller. I don't know if you guys will like it in so much as that. I, I picked up that uh, Nintendo 64 controller that I bought also. Um, mm. And this next to each other. <laughs> I almost threw the Nintendo 64 controller through the ceiling. It was so light after I picked up the Xbox Elite one. Hulk trying to lift something just, but doesn't know his strength and just exactly, like yeah. it up into the roof. It was, it was, it's, it's ludicrous how light old controllers are compared to this thing. Um, it, it just like the um, scuff, everything's interchangeable, so you can change out the thumbsticks for the long ones, or the domed ones, or the ones without ridging, or ones with ridging. They have a weird D-pad that I'm not sure that I'm going to use. I went back to the normal four-button one, but they have one that allows you to roll the D-pad much more effectively if you want that. Um, it's probably good for like fighting games, maybe. Cause you maybe do those yeah. dragon punch kind of oh, motions. Yeah. Although, hmm. Dragon Punch might be harder with a rolled one, but maybe like quarter circles and stuff would be easier. I think I the pull, I think the trigger stop pull is less than three millimeters. For the is that R, R, what is that? R1? Yeah. I think it's R1. So, is that a lot or a little? It's very small. It's like you, if you just barely breathe on it, it's already stopped the trigger. It's amazing. Got it. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, uh, so I used it on Celeste. How's that and going? I, I remapped A and B to the back buttons. And, uh, relearn- relearning was a difficult process. <laughs> I can imagine. Once you build that muscle memory, man, you don't want to screw with it. I, yeah. Good on yeah. you for going through it, though. Yeah. Um, not that you need both because you could just leave your thumb on A and only use B on the back, but it definitely makes it faster than moving your thumb between A and B. A, a, you know, that game is a lot of jump dash, jump dash, jump dash, jump dash. Hmm. Um, so being able I, to jump and dash basically at the same time because you're using the paddles is pretty cool. I did eventually get close to having a blister playing that game at some point. Yeah. But. Uh, my initial review is it's much quicker uh, than the scuff in terms of the response time on some of these buttons. Okay. Yeah. I want yeah. to uh, come over and hold it and see how it feels sometime. I think I'll keep the scuff around because it works with the PS4. 
Mm. Um, so whenever that happens, I'll have all of them here for you to try and you could go through and feel, okay. feel the feel, you know what I mean? Yeah. Cause obviously the, it should be pointed out. This is the Xbox elite controller. Xbox too. elite, which means it's only going to work on an Xbox it's or not going to work on a PS4. Right. Yeah. It has, I mean, I can, I can plug it into the PC and work it wired. I could work it wireless if I wanted to. I probably will never do that. It's got an expansion port, a headphone jack. It's got interchangeable buttons, charges wire, wirelessly or wired. It's got three uh, profiles that you can save in it in addition to a default profile. Oh, nice um, for hot swapping games. You can literally just hot swap games and press a button on the front and it'll show you with LEDs what profile you're on. Um, and then you can go into their software, which is not well reviewed, by the way. I'll say that up front. I, it worked perfectly for me, but some people have bricked their controllers with it somehow. Um, there's too many different kinds of PCs, right? (laughs) Yeah. It's very hard to make stuff that works great all the time. So, yeah. Um, so you can go in there and you can set up the profiles in there instead of doing it through the controller. You can remap buttons just entirely. You can save 200 profiles. So if you want to like delist one of your profiles because you're not playing that game anymore but keep it you just move it to a different category it's a it's a heavy piece of hardware you guys i uh i thought the scuff was impressive and i think it still is i don't want to downplay premium controllers in general i think they're based on what you like a good investment and i can't speak to the quality of the one that i was using but uh I, my analogy at the beginning speaks volumes. I think this thing's amazing. And it, I purchased it, by the way, in case anyone uh, listening is like, nah, nah, you got paid. I purchased it. I paid money for it. I'm just telling you my honest opinion, just like I told you my honest opinion last time. And I mean, these things ain't cheap. So he spent a decent amount of money. On these. <laughs> Even if he got it on a sale, there's no way you didn't pay. So, yeah. Now, if anyone out there wants to pay us, Sure. Send another elite. Please direct your offers. Yeah. Send send elites for those guys. They'll they'll corroborate. Hey, yeah, I will happily be bought for the cost of a Microsoft <laughs> Elite Pro controller too. Just send that to me <laughs> and I will happily uh spout whatever nonsense you want. Yeah. Uh-huh. And this is how we get in trouble with F uh FCC? Is that a thing? No. I'll no, I'll maybe. say I'll say hashtag ad before it. So we'll oh, hashtag ad. Now we're not in trouble. Even though it wasn't an ad, very clear. None of this. None of this was an ad. So there's nothing to say. But like, that's you know, true. If, if they do send me one, I will happily say that <laughs> in order to not be sued or whatever. Speaking of criminals, Michael. Yeah, I have to. I have to report a food criminal. Oh, is this we we know? Session? Yeah, Gavin this... said no. This is this is no one we know. Okay, good. Uh, by the way, he did finish that entire forty. I yes, so yes that's a, we, got a, that's a, we got a picture. Yeah, beer, beer criminal. Or are um, we are we the baddies? No, 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 no. <laughs> so not in this. So we were out at dinner last Friday night. It was Burger Week last week uh, in Orange County in Los Angeles. So we picked a couple of restaurants to to try their Burger Week offerings. And while we were at dinner. We um, happened to overhear a little bit of the conversation of the people at the table next to us. And the, uh, the, the guy of the couple was espousing some opinions that were clearly wrong. On food? Um, on food, specifically. Okay. So they, I think I told JJ a little bit of this story. The two of them decided to play the game of let's order dinner for each other. Oh, that's... Don't do that Ooh. until you're married. Ooh. Uh, they they might have been, but they look like a, a very young couple either way. Okay. Well, then this was part of their uh, free couples counseling then. Yeah. Um, so neither neither one of them was very happy with what the the other one ordered from them. But the guy had opinions on both dishes that I took exception to. So the first... Okay was the opinion on his own dish. She ordered salmon on quinoa and spinach for him. 
and <laughs> she wanted that. Like, why? Okay, did they not understand the game? Come on. <laughs> Wait. Oh, it gets better. Wait until you hear what he ordered. But oh, so God. his his take on the salmon was: I don't understand why you would ever order salmon at a restaurant. It's exactly the same as the salmon that you could get at the grocery store or at Costco. It doesn't taste any different. It's a waste. Man, maybe he has a very high eaten. opinion of himself. Maybe that's or, what he means. I can cook salmon like a restaurant. Maybe that's is he just, yeah. I don't know. Maybe he's just never eaten good salmon before. That's that's kind of what I fell into. Was where have where has he been eating salmon? So I know not to go there. Let me yeah. let me point out that that's not especially not true at a sushi restaurant. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm just gonna go to Costco and make sushi out of this salmon. I'm sure it'll be safe. No problem. Enjoy your sam- salmonella. Oh no, I have died. <laughs> debunked and wrong okay so that's that's number one number two her dish arrives and he has ordered her the sausage trio platter what a moron <laughs> this guy right here this guy at least she got him something that sounds good yeah like i, mean, I would this trio sounds good but i know not, well look I, if she had ordered him the sausage trio like right, come right, on exactly. this is what yeah, we yeah, would expect yeah. right like yeah, yeah. yeah. what do you and do? i'm not saying a sausage trio sounds bad but at least like if i got a plate of salmon and quinoa and uh spinach i would be like okay i like all these things and uh you got me not this the sausage thing because you're worried about my heart health i get it sure so incorrect inter incorrect opinion too they're discussing the sausage plate and it comes with uh, among other things, a, a side of sauerkraut. Okay, great, um, good, and you know, Perfect. like and it's in a real made, sausage plate, you'd want yeah, scratch yeah. made warm oh, sauerkraut. Wonderful. Uh, and so he was commenting on the fact that he doesn't really like warm sauerkraut; he prefers it cold, which is okay. fine. Fine. And then he goes on to say, "My favorite, if I had my choice, is the sauerkraut straight out of the jar from the grocery store." Is this man just a trash man? Is the man made of garbage? I think that man has never been out to eat before. Yeah. Does he just like shop exclusively at Costco and My, then from never what eat grocery store? Else? Like, what is? What are we talking about not, here? Does he only shop at like Gelson's? Like, I love the Gelson's one straight out of the jar. Or are we maybe talking like is, Kroger? Maybe he lives over a German deli. And yeah. He does oh, his there you go. The there you go. I would I say that you wouldn't. I would not eat standard sauerkraut from the grocery store, sir. Yeah, I would be immediately skeptical of that sauerkraut. Like, like boar's head sauerkraut? You got me. I'll eat that. But like name brand Vons sour no. Mm-mm. If I'm going to like a German festival and they have sauerkraut in a giant tray, I'm still going to eat it because I'm at the German festival, right? Absolutely. But if I sure. see the giant tray or jar of sauerkraut at Costco, I'm staying far away. All of those so, opinions are wrong. Yeah. I like, We don't he... even need to convene the court for this one. They just get arrested <laughs> on the spot and sent straight to jail. I think this is one of those things. This is a moving violation is what this is like there's no court involved it's just it's already been predetermined by the state that he's got a 300 hundred dollar fine for going this fast (laughs) yeah he's just guilty just either go to traffic go to traffic school or pay the fine because you're wrong there's no salvaging it no what a what a (sighs) so then they switched plates at the end i'm assuming uh, he, he definitely finished her dinner. Yeah. Yeah. And then he was, he was very quick on the spot with the, uh, placing of their dessert order. So there was uh-huh. clearly not going to be any more of the game being played. <laughs> well, congrats and uh, good luck to their marriage. <laughs> you live, you live and you learn and, and or not their marriage. Cause it, yeah, it, we'll see. Yeah. Wow. Well, uh, if you were those two people and you want to defend yourselves, email us at... You can send those to podcast at webergamers.com. If you are those two people, please tell us how that went, because I'm very curious. I'm only how... really curious in her opinions. Oh. No, yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. I'm just like, how could 
how could this guy justify what he did and be, how is this woman putting up with this man? (laughs) (laughs) Um, have some man, just get a thought in your head, my dude. It just needs, maybe he just needs some more exposure. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Traffic, traffic school for wider, wider world out there. Yeah. Traffic school. Uh, Anyway, uh, you can also send us your opinions about controllers and anything else to podcast at WeWereGamers.com. You can find us on social media at WeWereGamers on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. And uh, we would love to hear from you on any of those places. Andrew lovingly crafts beautiful uh, visualizers for all our podcasts and organizes them into cool playlists even. so mm-hmm. You can go on a playlist. On uh, there's two new playlists that got updated. One last week was a uh, 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 component class, right? You know, because mm-hmm, we did mm-hmm, controllers mm-hmm. again. And then also the subspace transmissions playlist got updated because we did one of those. And uh, make sure you check out our cool sub pods also on the same feed. So if you subscribe to this on Apple or Google or Spotify or Stitcher or wherever else, you can find subspace transmissions and carbon scoring uh, all on here, uh, which mm-hmm. are Star Trek and Star Wars, uh, respectively. There you go. Nice. Bounce. Time buddy. to go Bounce. line up at Best Buy. <laughs> <laughs> do it, Michael. Don't do it. Do it. Do Absolutely it. Do not. not do it. <laughs> do it. Yeah, I'll meet you there in the morning. Get... Yeah. <laughs> there you go. I was going to say, do it. Don't do it because you're going to be sad when you can only buy the 3060. Uh, or I'm the 31st person in line and they only have 30 of them. Yeah. 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 Don't do it. But at least they're handing out numbered tickets, so you'd know right away. It's ridiculous. This yeah. has got to stop. I'm so upset. I right. just... I'm uh, out. Later, guys. All right, later. later. Take it easy. Oh, you know what? I should shout out um, while I'm still... Because I haven't hit the stop button. Uh, I was on an episode of Tangential Giants. Talking about Heroes, the TV show. I don't know when that comes out. Uh-huh. But I'm going to shout them out anyway. Because I can't... I don't know when it's going to come out. But I can remember it this time. <laughs> 